This is the stinking truth. Well, uh, so is is San Francisco and Cincinnati, are they doing the same thing? Are they lulling the yes. rest of the league into yes. a false sense of security? Yes. See what yes. I did there? Nothing to see here, folks. Right. We're just going, you know, like, laying in the weeds. Uh-huh. That's what they're doing right now. And then they're going to attack. Just jump out at you. So, so which team you would you be more concerned about right now? Cincinnati or San Francisco? They meet on Sunday. I'm more concerned about Cincinnati. I'm more concerned about... Um, the structure of Cincinnati because they 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 are structured based upon their quarterback's ability to not only make plays and he's a big time player there is no question but when things break down can he extend and can he make plays and that calf concerns me because I think it's gotten better and you've seen that it's gotten better you've seen him actually scramble out and make a few plays on the run um, and they've got big time playmakers that's the way they're constructed but still with this said. To this day, they haven't fixed some of the issues they've had up front. They haven't fixed some of the protection issues they've had up front. And um, and if Joe Burrow can't bail them out of those things, then they're in trouble. Yet, you know, like, listen, um, you've got Chase, you've got T. Higgins, you've got, like, they have got great players on the outside. Great players. But I don't care who you are, man, in any, in any form of football, Football is played from the inside out. And you can have all the greatest players on the periphery you want. Like, you can have the greatest receivers and yada, 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 yada. You got to have a quarterback. But if you can dominate a line of scrimmage on a consistent basis, you're going to win a lot of football games. Even if you don't have superstars outside, you're going to win a lot of football games. And I have much more faith that the San Francisco 49ers, based upon the way they're constructed and based upon the way their head coach calls plays, have a better chance to impose their will against the opponent than do the Cincinnati Bengals. And so that's where I would have, hey, Monday night notwithstanding, Monday night was one of those games you walk into a buzzsaw, and I've had a few of those games. I walked into a San Francisco game in 1997. I remember it like it was yesterday. Now, I wasn't even playing because I just had back surgery. But I was getting ready to play, so I made the trip. And I was about a week away from, you know, going back to practice and doing all this stuff. So I made the trip, and it was the night that um, they were retiring Joe Montana's jersey. It was the night that uh, uh, Jerry Rice was making his return from a torn patella tendon. Um, every celebrity in Northern California was on their sideline. I think Huey Lewis in the news sang the oh, national anthem. Of course. You know, and like the fireworks and the whole nine yards. And this is a December game. And um, you walk out, and, and the way it used to walk out, an old candlestick. Old candlestick yeah. So it, they had the, I don't know which is the north or south, but you're closer to the bay where <clears throat> locker rooms were and stuff. And it was, you had to walk about 25 yards of, of swamp area, yeah. right? Because it was like below sea level it was built. <laughs> so it was just bubbling swamp. And you walk through it, and they had like plywood yeah. that yeah. you walked over the plywood, and it was oozing over the top of the plywood. So we walk out, and they just had this fireworks, and and 
I think they had already done the national anthem because back then I think you walked, you you left before the national. Right. You didn't have to stand out there for the national anthem, and so uh, you, there's all kinds of smoke. The whole stadium is smoky. Like I'm, st- I walk out and I'm standing there with a with the O line and the D line. We're about to go out there, and um, Oliver Stone is standing right next to us, like kind of just looking, you know. And there's like I'm literally there's celebrities all over the place, and you could feel. Like, you could just feel the energy in the air. It was palpable. And I turned to a couple guys, and I go, no, I wasn't playing. But I was like, I do believe we're going to get our ass kicked tonight. <laughs> you just knew, right? You just knew. You just walked into a bus stop. Right, you're like, hey, you're just going to get your ass well, kicked tonight. All right, but I don't, I'm not so sure that what we're seeing with San Francisco is necessarily just a buzzsaw thing. And I'm going to push back on you because the one thing about Cincinnati is, the only issue, and I'm not saying it's insignificant, but the only issue with them is Joe Burrow's health. You know that if he's healthy, he's the answer. Aren't we starting to wonder about Brock Purdy, whether or not Brock no. Purdy is the answer? No, I'm not. Haven't these last I'm two not, weeks raised no, some questions? No, 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 no. What questions? You're missing your number one guy, your number one target, um, an incredible football player in Debo Samuel. And so now all of a sudden, your number one target, the guy, like you think about it, when Debo Samuel's on the football field, based upon he can line up at any position, he can line up in the backfield, run the ball, he can play, you know, FX or, or Z, um, he can do all those different things. Um, and plus, you know, you gotta, you've got to be able to try to take the ball away from him, get him on the ground. He's so good if you get the ball to him in space and all those things. And, and now, and Brandon Ayuk has been great, but now all of a sudden, he's got to be the go-to guy. Um, and, and you've had injury to Christian McCaffrey. Her injured is is oblique, even though he played on Monday night. He put the ball on the ground once. Not something that you typically see from Christian McCaffrey. Um, and, and I go back to that Cleveland game against a, a, a defense that was dominant in a rainstorm. And you were minus both Christian McCaffrey in that. And, and, and Brock Purdy was also without Debo Samuel, who's out for another couple of weeks with this shoulder fracture. And he led his football ta- team all the way down the football field in that rainstorm on that crappy field against that very good defense and gave them a chip shot field goal to which their their kicker shanked. So, no, I'm not ready to sit there and go, Brock Purdy, they like they figured Brock Purdy out. That's No, they haven't figured Brock Purdy out. He's going to be fine. Cowboys and Rams. Let's uh-huh. get into that game. Dallas coming off their bye. And before that, a gritty win against the Chargers on a Monday night. They're mm-hmm. four and two. I think it's a fair time to revisit your belief or non-belief in the Cowboys. You were very vocal on this podcast during the preseason about Dallas. You don't trust them. Right. Where are you at with them now? Six games in, coming off their bye, heading into the meat of their schedule. They're a very talented football team. A very, a very unbelievably talented defense. Um, and offensively, I think they've got a ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball as well. But I do think there is still something missing. I think when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, I think when they play a tough opponent, what kind of game are you getting out of Dak Prescott? How is he going to manage the game? And in critical situations, how is he going to thrive? Because honestly... What do you think about when you think about the quarterback position? I'm asking you a question. What What do you think about when you think about the quarterback position? What What do I look for? Well, I mean, just uh, your overall thought. Like, what do you if I if, <clears throat> if I was going to ask you, what do you get paid for? 
to play quarterback. Like, what do we pay you for? What is your responsibility? I, I would say it's what what do you what do you bring from the neck up? Okay. What do you bring from the neck up? Right. Specifically, like, is there anything specifically you look for? You know, from a from like situationally, like what like so uh, the reason I'm getting to this, maybe I, I formulated that question poorly, which you know is typical of the way I formulate things. <laughs> but let me just say this. Is he a smart quarterback? Is he making good decisions? Is 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 the is the offense in rhythm? I pay you for third downs. Okay. That's what I pay you all right, for. That, that's all right. Okay. So I had this conversation with with John Elway. He said your guys' job is to produce on first and second down. My job is to convert on third down. Okay. That's your job. Right? That in critical situations. Red zone. Like the, that's where you're getting paid. You don't get paid, but you don't get paid between the twenties, right? That's where we get paid. You get paid in the red zone, and you get paid between the twenties on third down. Okay, that's where you get paid. I like how you boil right. it down. That's a, that's you, a good way to boil it. If you boil it down, yeah. that's really what you get paid for. Because hey, listen, let's face it: <clears throat> in the red zone, in the red zone, there's very tight windows. That you're thrown in tight windows, and you know you you you're limited because you don't have you can't air it out. So you can't you're not ever afraid of getting beat over the top. Mm-hmm. So you better be deadly accurate, and you better be on time with the football. You better you better have you better be dialed into red zone football. That's what we pay you for, red zone and third downs, and in critical situations, in critical moments. Against good teams, Dak Prescott hasn't played well enough. That's it. Right? I mean, you're a talented yeah. football team. Yeah. Hey, man, when they play a good team, when they play Patsies, other than the Arizona Cardinals, they win. When they play good teams, I expect them to struggle. What have they, where, who have they lost to this year? They've lost to Arizona, right? And, whatever, and, and, and they got crushed by San Francisco. Crushed. 42 to 10. So, there you go. Now, the good news is, for them, the Rams are are struggling as well right now. So, they're trying to figure themselves out as well. Well, the good news for the Cowboys, four of their first six games have been on the road. More home-friendly coming up. And, boy, that matters. Dallas has won their past 10 at home. It's the longest active home winning streak in the NFL. Does it go over from the last year? Because they haven't played uh, yes, 10 games. They've oh, won, yes. so it goes from year. So we like to put caveats on things, right? How how they did they play a home playoff game? Does that count? It's probably just regular it's, season. It's regular season. Let's throw some more caveats in. This is like math. This is like analytics guy. Well, I don't like the way that stat rolls out. So let me change the parameters of the stat. And then, oh, look at this. It's so high. I found, I found magic. I found. <laughs> give me a break. I hate that. They oh. are a different team at home, though. Yes. Yes. Dak's a different quarterback at right. home. You're 100% okay. right. That's, 20, that's what I was in, going in for. In 2022, they were a different team at home. I don't know yet. There's not a big enough sample of size, those, Mike. Of those 10 in a row at home, okay. only two have happened this year. Okay. okay. So they won, so, eight, they won eight in a row at home last year. Yes, and they won two in a row at home this year. Okay. Is that how you would prefer to look at it? 
You don't I, like to cross-contaminate, huh? I, I don't like From one season it, to the look next. It, look it. If you took my 91 season with the Washington Redskins, <laughs> where we started 11-0, and then you add it to my 1998 Broncos year, where we started 13-0, I essentially started 25, no, 24. 24-0. I didn't win. Any, I didn't lose any playoff games either. Man. If you add the playoffs in both of those, it was four and zero in ninety one and three and zero in ninety eight. So that's another seven to my twenty four, which gives me thirty one straight wins in my NFL career, which I'm assuming is some type of record. <laughs>